Psycho Steve presents. Hey guys and girls, this is Psycho Steve. You know me, the Jew for you on Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. We are very fortunate and blessed to have this man come on the show and give us some time and give us some info. We haven't heard from him in a long time. I have never gotten an opportunity to interview him, but now I did. So here we have Mr. Paul Lane, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. Good day, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, man. That's quite an introduction. I like it. Right on. So I'm going to just jump right into the questions, if that's cool with you, because I know you're a little pressed for time. Sure. So did you always know you wanted to be a musician? Uh, from my earliest memory, yeah. You know, I grew up in a household where uh, I wasn't even allowed to play music or take music lessons. I grew up on a farm, and my parents were really, really strict. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I actually... Um, secretly took music lessons on the side without my parents knowing. Wow. So that started, yeah, when I was nine years old, there was like a lady that I knew that taught other kids, you know, how to play piano and stuff uh, on the way home from elementary school. And one day I stopped and knocked on her door and said, I'm not allowed to take lessons and I have no money, um, but I will like cut your firewood and mow your lawn. And I got 20 minutes after school before my parents will find it. And she took me on actually. That's awesome. So, uh, So no one in your family, your immediate family, were not musicians, but anyone else musicians? Or? Well, no. So here, I'll explain something interesting. I'm adopted. I was a foster kid, oh. and I was adopted by the Lane family, actually, when I was, like, around five. And um, and I had the good fortune of growing up. Part of the reason I wanted to do music so badly was there was a, a kid next door named Phil Dwyer, who's a, I'm Canadian. He's now a very famous Canadian jazz musician, but he was literally the only kid to play with, and uh, and he was a monster, just a monster musician. So, um, and and there's like a group of us that all kind of grew up together. Uh, Diana Krall would be one of those people as well, taking wow. lessons from the same teacher, right? So, so we had this sort of weird group of, of jazz people. Um, of course, I loved rock immediately, right. and growing up in a Mormon household, couldn't have rock and roll. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you got it. You get the picture? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, uh, seeing him play and he was a child prodigy was just, you know, it just it, it, it instilled something in me, you know, musically from a very, very early age. That's... And um, and I wanted I wanted that in my life. So uh, when I left home, I left home at 13 and and uh, bought a guitar. And I know that sounds really cliche, but that's that's the truth. And uh, I learned how to rock. Wow. Do you still own the guitar? Man, I hope you ask this question for everybody because I actually, I there's do. a lot of us out there that would love our first guitar back. No, it was a white tarot Japanese Strat copy. I wish I had. I love that thing. Okay, so we're going to put it out there. We're going to hunt one down and maybe find it for you. <laughs> you know? In the wilds of Canada, children. 
wilds of Canada, yes, you have a white tarot strat from 1973. Exactly. That mine. Exactly. Hopefully they didn't make it firewood, you know? So. Right. All right. Awesome. All right. So jumping from your childhood and everything, 13, then where did you move to? Well, uh, when I was 17, I, start, I started playing, I left school when I was in, uh, when I was 15 years old and started playing cover bands and right away I kind of knew this is not really what I want to be doing. I want to be a recording artist. So um, I started working at recording studios. Nice. You know, for free sometimes. So I started recording there and uh, just started making my first demos. And at 17, I, you know, had no money, man. I started my own company and people invested in it. Wow. So when I was 17, I raised 70 grand. And uh, Holy shit. I used that. Yeah. I used that. Uh, I used that to, you know, fund my recording. And I went to L.A. and, and um, I, I ended up with a record deal. That's pretty incredible. Wow. Okay. Reader's Digest version. There you go. That, that is very awesome. All right. So, how did you get the gig with D two? Well, um, when you? I when I recorded my first record, uh, the Stick in Your Ear album, or you know, Doriana album, or whatever right. people want to call it, um, I was produced by Bruce Fairburn. Okay. Who was the guy you know who did Slippery When Wet, the Big Bon Jovi, uh, in Vancouver, where where I, I lived was, you know, a real hotbed in the 80s of, uh, you know, huge producers. Um, and everyone came there because Bob Rock and Bruce Fairburn both worked out of Little Mountain Studios. And as you know, right. that restarted Aerosmith's career. We did the Poison record there. They did, uh, you know, um, the Molly Coo album, Dr. Feelgood. Uh, right. The Metallica album, the Black, Black album, album down there. Right. So on and so forth, right? So I worked with those guys. Wow. I worked with uh, Fairburn, and Fairburn had brought in an engineer from um, Holland called Erwin Musper. Okay. Or named Erwin Musper, and Erwin worked. Yeah, Erwin worked on the um, on the Def Leppard records with uh, Mutt Lang. Right. As an engineer. So when uh, Danger Danger bought my record. And they loved the sound of that album, and um, they tried to get Bruce Fairburn to produce their record, and he said no. The engineer, Irwin, found out and said, hey, you like that Pauline sound? Um, we're gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll produce your next record. Um, so they took my engineer, and he produced that uh, Struid album. Right. With Monkey Business on, and that's how I got to know those guys. He, they, he called me one day, and he goes, I'm working with these idiots, you know? I mean that in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> keep bugging me, keep bugging me for your phone number. And he goes, I'm really sorry, but is that all right? And so I started talking to Stephen Bruno. Wow. And, um, and that started the friendship. And then when they had problems, uh, you know, with Ted and all that stuff was going down, they called me. Sweet. And that's it. Gotcha. And then you did Cockroach, correct? I did Cockroach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now I did that in three days. Really? And it was all... Yeah. Wow. That's... Wow. Um, that's, that's incredible because, you know, generally it takes months, weeks, sometime even a year. Yeah, well, let's, let, let's get this straight. Let's yeah. get this straight. <laughs> I, I, I did all the background vocals and all the lead vocals in three days. The album was written. So I just came at the end. They'd actually already recorded it with Ted and then, that, you know, the legal problems ensued and, right. and I got the call. So, but normally I would take, you know, three 
weeks or something to, to do a record. Right. Um, so that was, I didn't have a choice. Like and three days, get it done. All right. Awesome. All right. So now let me know that you play guitar, you play piano, if vocal, any other instruments? How's that even embarrassing? Yeah. <laughs> Tony Harnell told me I needed to carry an iPhone or an iPod with me to carry a tune. So nothing's embarrassing, so don't worry. Sure. All right. <laughs> um, you know, I'm one of those guys that can pretty much you know, start learning. You know, I can pick up, once you know how to play guitar and piano, you can pretty much pick up any instrument and start working your way around it. So, nice. you know, start learning how to play mandolin, a little bit of banjo, so on and so forth. Cool. All right. So now that you got to play with them, you got the tour and everything like that, was there a favorite place that you got to play in the country or in the you world? Know what? I always loved, um, yeah, like Spain is one of my favorite places. As far as when I was touring with Danger Danger, the audiences there were always amazing. And even now, like when I go out, go out and play, um, you know, these, these rock festivals, right. so many people come in from Spain and uh, Argentina, you know, the Latin countries, which is, it's a beautiful thing because they're, they're so um, emotional about the music. Right. You're the third person I've interviewed. You're the third person I've interviewed recently that has told me they're very fond of Spain and everything like that. I'm actually going to be interviewing Danny Vaughn of Taiketo very soon. And, oh, cool! And he lives in he, and he lives in Spain for that reason. Uh, he said because they're so passionate and they're very driven and they really love North American rock and roll or hard rock music. He's not wrong, man. He's so. not wrong. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, I always feel like, man, if there's any of these like aging rockers who are thinking it's gun and bullets time, go to Spain, play a show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you heard that first, right you here. You have to go to the rope store next to the rickety chair store. Go to Spain. <laughs> Sponsored by AARP. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So you've played with We're saving lives, Steve. We're saving lives, man. Absolutely. That's what you got to do. So uh, you have had a great opportunity to play with Bruno and Westy, and of course uh, Rob Marcello. Uh, if there's been any choice of musician, dead or alive, who would you play with that you haven't yet? Let them rest in peace, all of them. Have you ever got? Uh, I would love to play Iron Maiden once in my life. Okay, so who are we talking? Paul Diano Maiden, or are we talking Bruce Dickinson Maiden? Bruce Dickinson Maiden. Okay. Uh, you know, 
number of the beast era. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. All right. All right. Uh, here's another crazy question. I am a bit of a car enthusiast. What kind of car do you drive? I am a car enthusiast as well. Uh, typically, uh, you know, like in the past, I've, I've, would buy um, you know a ton of cars and drive them for a while. Right now, and yeah. then sell them. Uh, right now, I am driving a 1976 VW Westy camper van. Awesome. I love VWs. I, I had started with a split window van years ago, and then I you know sold it and got another. Got a West Bailey. I live on the West Coast, so I go surfing. I kind of got into that whole culture. I also uh, have a uh, late 60s Myers Manx. Uh, wow. Street legal. Sweet. That's really awesome. I also have a 1996 Honda okay. uh, DX that has 600,000 miles on it, but I don't brag about it. Holy I crap. I, I own an old car. I have a 1995 Toyota Camry station wagon. It has 166,000 miles on it. Toyotas and Hondas, man. You oh, can't yeah. go wrong, especially the 90s ones, right? Uh, absolutely. The 90s ones will last forever. So, what's in your CD player right now? Not, I'm not trying to be pretentious. I, I listen to vinyl in my house only. Only and vinyl. I listen to like I listen to like old stuff to clear my brain because I work in the studio every day, writing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't listen to. I try not to listen to anything new. Not that I don't enjoy new stuff. Of course I do, but I will like listen to it once or twice. It's not just so I don't get influenced. Right. So in my house, I, I listen to like old school rock records, man. Like okay. today, what did I put on? I put on. Uh, I put on a uh, ZZ Top record. Fantastic. Uh, Trees Hombres. Wow. That's what I was listening to this morning. That's awesome. That's a great album. Such an underrated band, you know? Right, right. I just love his guitar playing. Gotcha. All right, so so if you didn't become a professional musician and didn't go into music, what would you have done? I would have uh, been a surf instructor. Okay. Right on. Right, that, that, that lifestyle would have just been, you know, I mean, music allows me a certain amount of freedom, so I, I think about this all the time, and I go, you know, would I have ever had a professional job doing something in a more professional field? And the answer is no, it's not built that way. Okay. Nice. And so this answers no, the question. Yeah. Gotcha. So this answers pretty much this question. On your free time, I'm assuming you like to surf, but do you do anything else? Like to paint? To cook? Uh, no. I'm, I'm terrible at. I, I was all, I'm only given one talent, you know, with music. <laughs> and everything else, like I draw stick men. And I can't, you know, I, I'm not talented in any other way. So, But I do do outdoors kind of things. That's kind of my hobby. And I love fixing cars. Right on. Okay. That's my other thing. You know, I'll buy a car and I'll work on it and then, you know, I'll move on. Sweet. And you said you're a VW fan. Did you ever own like a Carmagia or? I did. I owned a car. I owned a 69 Carmagia convertible. Wow. And um, I, uh, that was a really fun car. And, uh, you know, I needed money at that time. So I sold it. Uh, I, yeah. Nice. So that's what happens when you're younger and you have a music career and right. you fall. <laughs> it's feast and famine, right? Oh, I, I understand that totally. So, all right. Uh, now, you said cars your thing, music your thing, and surfing. 
very thing. Uh, I've never surfed. I would love to, but I'm not strong. I'm not a strong swimmer, so I think I would have sure. to, you know, start off a little, you know, paddle boating or paddle surfing or whatever, something light. So I yeah, get used you know to. what? If you go to Hawaii, you can surf in. It's, it's not. Uh, it's not deep. You can surf. You know, decent sized waves, and you're never above your waist, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Go to Hawaii. Absolutely. Come on. Hey, do it. I can't even pay attention. I'll definitely talk to the chick about that, so we'll see. She definitely wants to travel some more. She, she's talking about Nashville, stuff like that. She's never been to Nashville. Sure. You know. And I, sure. So. Have you gone down there? Yeah, I've been. I, I was very blessed. I got the tour with Kiss, so um, oh. I've traveled all over the country. Wow. I've actually been to Canada quite a bit with them, and before even I went on tour with them, I went to visit Paul when he did his um, um, little stint in um, Family of the Opera in uh, Toronto. Okay. Right. So I went to do that. I stayed up there for like two weeks watching him perform and, you know, hang out with a bunch of Canadian Kiss fans, which was pretty awesome. That's yeah. cool that you got a tour with the men. You must have some good stories. That, yes. That would be a great band to be a fly on the wall with. Yes. So here's another crazy question. Do you sing in the shower? I don't. Oh, okay. Wow. I actually don't. Okay. I sing all day, right? I'm right. working in the studio, so, so uh, you know, as soon as I leave here, I want to decompress. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I don't sing in the shower. Okay. So besides your own music and everything, the music that you record, are they for jingles or are they for other bands or what? So, yeah, so what I do is, yeah, sometimes I'll work with other bands um, and then, you know, a lot of times I've been hired to sing on other people's records. Right. Um, so that that happens. And then I also have a side thing where, um, like the last few years I've been writing for NBC Sports, writing for uh, Monday Night Football and NFL Today, just writing TV spots. Um, I started writing for Crucial, which is uh, Netflix, does most of the Netflix series. Cool. Um, you know, writing, writing music for that. So I kind of look at my future, you know, I'm, I'm a guy of a certain age and um, I, I've been a writer my whole life. So I'm, I'm looking towards the future as, you know, look, is anyone going to come see me, you know, 10 years from now? Hell, I don't know. But I know that I want to keep writing and I want to keep feeling like I'm a viable writer. So I'm getting into the film and TV industry as a, as a like, soundtrack writing. Nothing wrong with that, you know, because Fred Curry, the drummer to um, Cinderella, that's what he does. Right. You know, it's a way to keep it keep it going, and um, you you still get to write songs, or maybe you get to explore doing music that you know you could never do in, inside the frames of a record and a band where you're expected to write this. You know, I can write classical music, I can write country, I can write you know heavier than um, music I would put on a, on an album. You know, especially a sports spot, I can write something that sounds like Metallica or whatever. Right on. Okay. So, another question. When you do perform, do you have any rituals? Uh, I do not. I have, uh, other than having a, a quick shot before I go on stage, that's about it. Shot of what? Are you like I'm Bruno not, likes tequila? Because, you know, Bruno uh, no, likes his tequila. I, I sometimes do, sometimes do tequila if that's there. I generally uh, have a shot of, uh, you know, like Honey Jack Daniels. 
manuals or Southern Comfort, something that's like, you know, I sing high, right. you know, on all that stuff. So I find that I need something that like coats my throat a little bit more. Right on. So um, that always seems to help me. Like if there's, uh, you know, Jaeger's another one, I'll do a shot of on stage. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's about it. I make sure I never warm up ever. Um, Interesting. And yeah. Okay. Now, uh, current bands out there, do you have a favorite? Like, is there a specific band of today that you're like, they're your go-to band? Is it fine to just say no? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Do I love the Foo Fighters. How about that? Okay, um, right on. Nice. Michael Sweet said the same thing. So, you're in good yeah, company. Love that band. It's like, I, sometimes I think that people are like, you know, like their music, like no pretensions. And that's what I think about that band, and that's what I think about him. Right on. Awesome. All right. How about from yesterday? Your favorite band of all time? Oh, favorite band of all time. Yes. Do I have one? Like one I could single out? Yeah. Oh, two. One I could single out. Favorite band of all time. I, you know, it's probably going to look to the Beatles more than been influenced. Them and Cheap Trick. Wow. Beatles and Cheap Trick. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I lots of my first show was Beatle Police Era. Wow, that's so funny. Um, my first show was Beatlemania ever. That was my first concert. <laughs> and then I got to see Kiss in nineteen eighty, Eric Carr's right. first performance, and then that's how my life changed for somewhat the good. Well man, you Kiss is like a religious experience. Oh, you see that? I, I finally got to see them a few years ago. Right. And I was just gone. Why didn't I not see this band? every single time they came to town right and you know just like kids out there if there's young kids out there who want to really know what rock and roll is about go see that go to a kiss show yeah I've taken my oldest son right not my youngest yet you don't know anything until you've seen that exactly and you go right that's what it could be that is the ultimate exactly so and they also recorded in Vancouver too they recorded um, with the, my producer yeah my producer Psycho Circus yeah Bruce Fairburn yeah and they also they yeah. also recorded Kiss Alive 3 in um, Canada in Vancouver also Oh, that I did not know. Yeah, a little history. There you go. So, all right, like it. All right. So, for the future rock stars like my little monsters, Jack and Charlie, or any young children out there, any advice to give them for today? Absolutely. Uh, just be disciplined with your goals. You know about about and be realistic. You know, nobody gets anywhere in this business without putting in the hours. And a lot of people think they're just going to, you know, wake up tomorrow and be a rock star. And a lot of kids think that it's going to be like, oh, man, get on American Idol. It's more a cult of being famous than it is about, you know, trying to create some art. And I would, I would say, you know, concentrate on making art. Concentrate on putting out something genuine because then you can last forever, you know? Right on. You can create something that people will listen to maybe even after you're dead. Right. 
Awesome. So, you know, put in the time, put in the effort, um, you know, just do it from the heart. I know it all sounds cliched, but it doesn't matter. No, it makes total and sense, you know. You got to sing from the heart, you got to play from the heart, and give it all your heart, you know. Well, yeah, man, because you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to have down times when nobody loves you and your career fails, and you're going to have to say, why did I get into this? Right. Like we all have. And it's going to come back to the same 15-year-old kid that was sitting in your garage who just loved to rock and dreamt about playing stadiums. That's all that matters. Not the cars and the houses and the idea of being famous. It's that that kind of general feeling that you had as a child and that innocence toward it. And, you know, you, you got to focus on that the rest of your life and you'll, you'll always be centered. Right on. Thank you. That's very inspiring. So, I know you're quite busy and you're winding down for the evening. I'm actually just getting started. Oh, right on. client waiting outside to get in the studio, man. Yeah. Okay, so... Why don't we plug what you got going on? Tour, CD, book, wine, whatever. Uh, you know, where we can find you if you will, besides put up with me by emailing you through Facebook, your social media, how people can find you and, you know, say hi sure, and got it. stuff like that. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, everyone can come and visit me at uh, Pauline Official. Uh, you can also visit me at Dark Horse Official. Dark Horse is like my southern rock band that I've got going on. Of course, you can reach out to me on uh, any of the Defiance uh, social media that's out there. And uh, yeah, I spend the rest of the uh, summer uh, working on the second Defiance record, which uh, will we'll be done before the end of the year. Okay, and that is still with Bruno, Rob, and Steve? You got it. Okay. Uh, is that, uh, uh, we, we bring in, uh, last time we brought in a, a drummer from uh, Steve West has never been part of the Defiance. Right. We do talk about it. Okay. We do talk about it. The last guy who played drums was uh, Van Romaine, who plays uh, drums with uh, Enrique Iglesias. He came and drummed on that. Awesome. On the first Defiance record. Okay. So uh, we don't know who's going to hold down the drum chair, but yes, it's still uh, Rob Martello and Bruno Ravel and myself. Sweet. And then any chance of a tour? This year, we may play Japan, um, but we really have to. We just signed the contract on the second record, so that's kind of stopped us from uh, touring because it's a massive undertaking day and, um, and, and having it finished and wrapped up by December. Gotcha. Okay. So that's what we're doing. Is this off of Frontiers, or are you allowed to announce the label? That's correct. Okay, so it's also yeah, on no, Frontiers. No, we just did. We just did our second deal. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to say thank you to you for taking the time, and I know you have. You know, a lot of fans that listen to my show that love your music and will continue listening and loving your music. Um, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for putting up with me for the last thing, 40 minutes. You know, um, no, it's if, been fun, man. And thank know. you for playing our music. Like, I, I appreciate that. There's not enough people carrying the rock torch out there. And, you know, I, I, I'm just so happy that, that, you know, you've got listenership that gives a damn about what I do and what the bands I play with do. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk soon. Okay. You got it. You got it. Take care. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Psycho Steve presents. Psycho Steve on Hair Today on Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes.
Steve presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Follow Psycho Steve on all social media platforms. Facebook at Psycho Steve Rocks. Instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore Steve. Twitter at Real Psycho Steve. For requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries, email us at Psycho Steve presents at gmail.com. Psycho Steve presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow is brought to you by Pearlswag Enterprises LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on 